Welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast, where you'll discover that when it comes to your health, you're so much more powerful than you've been led to believe. And now, your host. She's a holistic nutrition and lifestyle coach, chef, author, and yogi, Christine Ocasey. Hello, and welcome to the Soul Science Nutrition Podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. So a paradigm shift that I've discovered to be incredibly empowering in this space of health and wellness is making our endeavor less about self-improvement and perhaps more about self-realization. So for me, this is the essence of why mind-body practices that hail from Eastern wisdom contain so much powerful medicine. They understand there's a vast intelligence that resides within our bodies and It offers tools to reconnect and step into a space of healing and transformation. See, now modern science is rapidly catching up and proving how practices that work at all levels of our being, body, mind, and energy, accelerate this innate capacity that we have to self-regulate and heal. Well, today's guest and I took a deep dive into the specific ancient practices of Tai Chi and Qigong. She's Sifu Rubia. As an orphan born in Bangladesh, she's navigated the scars of trauma that created intense anxiety in her body and mind. She also suffered the traumatic loss of a miscarriage, which is actually what brought her many years ago now to her first Qigong class. Rubia discovered firsthand the healing and strength-building power of qi cultivation through these practices, which helped her transform and overcome her grief and loss. She went on to become a seasoned teacher, teaching hundreds of students of all ages in community centers, private group classes, drug and alcohol rehab centers. She's also been a speaker at local and national corporate organizations. She's incredibly passionate about showing people just how accessible these ancient technologies are and helping people take control of their physical and mental well-being, rejuvenate their bodies, and reclaim youthful energy. Be sure to check out the show notes to learn more about Sifu Rubio and her course offerings. And for listeners, there's a special gift for free access to a short Qigong grounding sequence. You'll definitely want to check that out. There's a VIP code in the show notes, as well as links to helpful resources to take a deeper dive into these amazing practices. I can't wait for you to listen to this fascinating conversation and... If you do like it, I'd be grateful if you'd leave a rating and review. And if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, please do so. It helps me keep the podcast growing. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode. And hello, Sifu Rubia. Welcome to the podcast. It's really wonderful to have you here today. Uh, thank you, Christine. It's an honor and privilege to be here. And I, I, I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited for you to share the wonderful um, wisdom and, and healing that's in these traditions of Qigong and Tai Chi. But if we could first start out, you know, maybe a little bit about how it became such a central role in your journey of healing. Yeah, that's a that's a big question. I, I was just talking the other day with someone and, and I told them, I said, I walked out of my Tai Chi, my first Tai Chi class. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Amazing. <laughs> so good to know, right? To, uh, because it just it challenges you in every way, 
it just, because you're going so slow, you have to be so present. And I wasn't yes. ready for it. I just wasn't re- ready for it the first time. Okay. And it took a couple of years after that for me to try it again. And then I, I felt something maybe can stick. And then the third time it was like, okay, this is a practice and I'm ready to receive the, the lessons and information. So everything's about timing. Right. Mm, where, where, where are you in your own personal growth, healing and whatnot? So I was ready for it at the time. And, and it did, it became a, a spiritual um, discovery for me, as well as the healing of the body, like the, the obvious parts of, you know, um, uh, the, the medicine behind, you know, moving meditation and all of the, the synergies that are happening with happening there. But I was ready to start transcending, you know, the, the, the crazy mind, the monkey mind, and I was ready to fall into a place of, of peace and stillness and, or, or at the very least cultivated, cultivated mm. place where I can fall into when life is chaotic, because yes. I, you realize life is always going to be messy. Yes, that's right. That's just the, the, the human experience. So surrendering to, to never having full control over anything and then just creating a space for yourself to fall into. Mm-hmm. I love the way they say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of been my journey and, um, or part of the journey. And I'm, I'm, you know, now speaking about it and sharing, <laughs> sharing the work and sharing the tools. All I can do really is share the mechanisms uh, and it's, you know, the, the practitioner's responsibility to take it for, for, for what it is, you know, they're, they're, they're tools and mm-hmm. it's constantly revealing itself. The practice is consistently revealing itself even over now 15 years of okay. practice. And I intend to practice until I can't practice no more. <laughs> <laughs> until you can't take their lot, until you can't breathe. Because Yeah. Or, my last breath right? will hopefully be in, um, I don't know, single whip. I don't know. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I love that. Oh my gosh. So let's just, you know, lay some fundamentals and, you know, for those of us who really want to understand, like you said, the, the mechanics of it. Um, and, you know, a lot of us are like, oh, is it martial arts? Is it yoga? Is it, is it meditation? You know, what, what's the specific recipe that makes, you know, Tai Chi and Qigong uh, the work that it is? So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's an energy work. So you're cultivating uh, your energy body and you're, um, you're working from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, qi, qi is prana, you know, life force. So qigong, gong simply means to cultivate, to work, to, to toil. Okay. Uh, so a qigong practice is just that you're you're developing your inner inner life force that that line of energy that supports everything else and connects you to everything else mm. um, and then the tai chi is a martial expression of that work mm-hmm. and as we see it it's a it's a gentle moving you know uh dance uh, but if you're a martial artist and you know what to look for, then you see all of the martial applications that are that are within it. And I don't I don't necessarily teach the martial applications. Uh, I teach really this body of work for for healing and um, 
uh, as a meditation and and whatnot and self a path of self-realization so that's mm-hmm. that's my purpose with it yes um but other other than that i mean it's it, there's a neuromuscular synergy and that's expressed in in these movements you know based on the sequence and the timing and the combination of the the muscle groups that are being activated and used mm-hmm. just like swimming Mm-hmm. When you're swimming, you're using your whole body and the resistance of uh, right. of the water, which is which isn't there in Tai Chi. So in Tai Chi, you're creating your own resistance by going slower and slowing down <laughs> the movements. It is very slow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's the very first thing that struck me um, as I was doing your wonderful class, which we'll talk about later, but mm-hmm. the the fundamentals class that you have online really breaks down the the specific choreography and that's the very that's the very first thing that strikes you is that it is really slow you're moving in slow motion you're moving very fluidly mm-hmm. but it's very slow and and there's really no opportunity to you know be doing your to-do list you know or or you know be thinking about the next move because well you know you're just you're just having to really be um super present, present. You know, in, yeah. and super aware of what you're doing with your, with your attention, you mm-hmm. know, with your breath. It's, it's, that's the first thing. So you mentioned specific exercises and series. Um, I just, are there specific choreographies there or are there like the way that there are asanas in yoga, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. um, and they get strung together depending on what type of yoga you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the same for uh, Qigong? That's a really good question. I haven't, I haven't uh, come across that question. Uh, well, there are, so for the most part, you're, you're, you'll always be seeing a, a young family style Tai Chi. And so the, the, the movements are they they look the same but they may be placed in different sequences mm-hmm. and then there's another style there's a chen family style that uh, looks very different than than a yang family but there are some elements that are similar so i i yeah that's a good question i i can't say that it really makes a big difference mm-hmm. in in the choreography or, or or sequence the medicine in these practices is really the breath to movement just like mm-hmm. anything else but breath to movement and the the slowing down like mm-hmm. the, the pace at which you go that's really where the medicine is in in the practice yes, yes. not so much the sequence but you you will see familiar uh movements in in tai chi that aren't necessarily strung together the same way got it okay thank you and are there stillness components to this as well or is it are there there's the motion the fluid motion Mm -hmm. and are there stillness components is there like actual sitting or non-movement components to tai chi or qigong well these are practices that you can um adapt to sitting yes okay yeah, it it can be adapted, but like if you're reference, if you're kind of comparing it to yoga, where you have like a yin practice, which is a little more static, mm-hmm. a lot more static, or a vinyasa practice, which is a lot more fluid. Right. So, um, in the courses that I've produced and I, I present online, the qigong is very it's grounding. So you're standing, and you're very you're working on your your roots, your uh, your legs, and then you're 
combining the movements with um, with specific arm movements and whatnot. But it's pretty, you're not moving. So you're not mm-hmm. stepping out. Whereas okay. with Tai Chi, you're developing uh, more balance mm-hmm. and proprioception and just like where you are in space mm. because you're, you are stepping and moving forward, shifting your weight. So you're in with Tai Chi, you definitely learn to move differently. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't move through the world in the same way since my, my Tai Chi practice, since developing a Tai Chi practice. Oh, tell me more about that. So what have been some of the benefits that you personally have experienced um, as you've evolved as a student as well as a practitioner? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just to kind of el- you know um, elaborate more on what I just said as far as moving through the world differently. Yeah. Um, and that comes with age as well. So in my 30s, 20s, 30s, you're just... Go, 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 way through yes. life, right? building, just building. going through mm-hmm. and every step is, is, is very, it's like you're pounding the pavement. I just don't pound the pavement like that anymore. Literally. And, I and- like to wander and you develop extra senses. Like you're, mm-hmm. uh, that definitely gets developed. You, your sight becomes clearer. Your periphery becomes wider so you can see you can see more and you can hear more clearly you're just you're in tuned tai chi follows you know taoist principles which are you know being in tune with nature and allowing nature to nature knows what to do it it knows how to unfold itself and so these tai chi specifically allows you to tap into that mm-hmm. and you just you yeah, your your senses are definitely heightened. That's beautiful. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the key? You mentioned one of them, which is uh, you know principal element of being in harmony with nature. What are some of the key healing elements? You know that would be useful to know. I, you talk a lot about it sometimes in your work around the five elements and things like this. Yeah. Um, well, you're you're yeah you're connecting you're connecting to a lot of elemental fundamental uh, processes of just being, you know, part of, part of the earth. Those are things I discovered along the way. I I think it's something that happens internally when you are, when you're ready to receive the information, there are specific moves that, um, and techniques that uh, cultivate a fire energy mm-hmm. you know that fire breath I mean you, you'll recognize that in, in yes yoga and pranayama practices um, you know there's a there's a qigong movement called phoenix rising so that's mm-hmm. all about rising from from the ashes and you're literally working on you know your center your lower your lower dantian mm-hmm. and activating mm-hmm. all of that and then the grounding yeah the earth element water uh, just the the flow, yeah. and uh, I mean, what, what's left? Air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Air, yeah. It can be a little airy, yeah, but it's it's kind of um, bringing it all together, synthesizing it all. Mm-hmm. All of the elements come together at some point, and you feel them when you, again. It's it's a practice. You de- it's something that you develop over time. It's it's something that you just discover over time and. Um, the, it all comes together, and it becomes it. It just becomes a very deep part of part of you. 
I love that. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to, we can go talk about some of the sort of common ailments or, or challenges that, you know, a lot of us are struggling with mm-hmm. um, physical, mental, emotional. Uh, can you share some of the, as a teacher, um, what do you notice? Like people really get out from a practice, get from. So in my experience, every everyone's different. So the the key, if there is a key to unlock, it's really consistency, just like anything else. And that's the the key to mastery is just doing something over and over again yes. until it no no longer exists and you become it. Mm. So taking the time and 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 that could be with with anything. I'm here promoting this work, but it's really like if you're an artist you know, delving into your art is your Tai Chi, it's your flow state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say I would encourage people to to be more creative and to give themselves permission to be more creative and find find that flow state within them. Yeah. And then the the medicine kind of happens, the healing, the healing happens. For for this particular work, a lot of people uh, shared with me, you know, their mental state got shifted, like they were able to not be so mentally frazzled mm-hmm. uh, and um, fragmented. So it gave them a, a place of, of respite, uh, helping with their digestion because you're activating and you're moving, you know, you're, you're clearing out the organs and you're giving them space to move as you open up your waist. Beautiful. Um, so mobility pain from arthritis. Some people, you know, are, yeah. have found success there definitely balance when you're when you're learning the right stepping techniques with with tai chi you definitely again move through life move through life differently and and with a lot more stability and balance yeah. uh, better sleep improved cognition focus yeah there's a lot of good benefits to to a regular a regular practice thank you thank you and you know how is it part of your self-care routine now? Like, you know, what are, you know, how does it look like to you just in your own daily practice? Once you've developed your own, is it becoming, Mm -hmm. is there a morning routine? Is there just a breathing technique? You know, what does it look like when you evolve it to be your own? That's a good question. I have a, I have a longer yoga practice than I have a Tai Chi practice. I've been practicing yoga probably five, seven years longer than I've been practicing Tai Chi. Interesting. So they would be complementary for many people. Yes. They, they have been for me, they, they color each other. They definitely inform each other in, in a different way. And my, my Tai Chi practice and Qigong practice elevated my yoga practice. Fascinating. Yeah. And I, I don't think that I, it would have happened if I don't think my yoga practice would have happened that way. I just moved through my yoga differently because of the Tai Chi and the Qigong. Okay. Uh, And there's a different buoyancy in my body through, through that. Yes. I mean, that was my experience. I'm not, I'm not saying that's going to happen to to everybody, but that was my experience uh, and continues to be my experience. So I, you know, I'm pretty, I'm very consistent with my yoga practice and my Tai Chi practice. What's interesting about teaching is that when you start teaching something, it just doesn't, it doesn't belong to you anymore. You you inevitably have to give it away if you're sincere in your, your teaching. So, and my yoga practice has always been my, that's my place of like healing Mm -hmm. that that I just, I've never wanted to share it. 
So I don't, <laughs> I don't teach yoga, but yeah. I have a very dedicated yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tai Chi, I never felt like it belonged to me. So uh, I can, I can be in my Tai Chi just by lying down. So I can be in that visual flow and, and I can feel what it, it does to me because I've felt it so many times. So I can, I can sit and Mm -hmm. yeah, I can fall into it fairly Mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, sometimes I just do like two or three Qigong moves just to get three things going. And Uh then the Tai Chi sequence, I mean, ultimately you can take like one minute to do once you know it. (laughs) That's really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. And then it it doesn't have to be a 60 minute, you know, class or a 60 minute process. Right. So very powerful movements and very beneficial. Your consist a consistent practice is your strongest practice, right? So it's not about the the amount of time you spend in it; it's the the amount of times you do it. Yes, because again, you 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 you're creating a you're creating a space internally where you can drop into when you're in the middle of something stressful, and this has happened to me many many times where I'm in a moment of stress and I drop into my qigong and I drop into my breath. Hmm. And then I can see things a little more clearly to to properly respond mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, just going head in and, and responding head in, which it was just something that I I struggle with because I'm very fiery by nature. So I need I need that water element to calm me down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's great to know to yeah. know how to bring yourself into that you know, relative state of equanimity, right? Yes. Um, there you go. Best word. Yeah. <laughs> Best word. So, you know, what, what I'm getting and what it comes really through when you learn about the practice of Qigong and Tai Chi is that it's such, um, it's so open and available to all levels of health, all mm-hmm. ages, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, you know, experienced, non-experienced meditators, you know, non-experienced meditators. It's really that very, so like a level playing field to come on in. It is. And you don't need a mat to do it. And you don't need to be a contortionist mm-hmm, <laughs> because mm-hmm. yoga practices are, are beautiful. I mean, the whole system is, is, is transcendent. It's a beautiful system to, to take in, but the asana practice can be a little overwhelming and intimidating Yes, um, to, and dangerous if you're not, you know, guided through That's right. certain asanas properly. So if you haven't released certain parts of your ego, you could really, you could really injure yourself. Whereas mm-hmm. with Tai Chi, mm-hmm. it's really, the approach is different. You're, you're setting, you're settling into a softness. You're mm-hmm. creating a softness in your body. You're looking for a soft place in your body to move through your joints differently and mm-hmm. activate things differently. And it's moving Okay. And so you, you, you've mentioned, you know, the walking meditation, it's a form of moving meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tell me more about that because, you know, meditation is, you know, all kinds of, you know, flavors and yes. experiences and techniques, but maybe share a little bit, a bit about, you know, what, you know, can be very beneficial when it comes to people who say, I have really, you know, I have trouble meditating, you know, 
maybe I should try this practice. How can it be different for me? Oh, that's yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I mean, I I would raise my hand. Uh, sitting meditation has always been difficult for me. I need to I need to move. So when I found this and it became a moving meditation, meditation is mindfulness. It's being present in the moment. It's being mindful of what is happening. And it's you're not trying to get rid of any thought. You're just trying to acknowledge them and move them along the path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're not trying to get rid of anything in meditation. We're just trying to really be present. Right. So the gift of Tai Chi for me is that, because again, coming back to the slowness of it, it, it does require you to be very present mm-hmm. and very aware of what's going on in your body. Um, so... But whether you're doing a sitting meditation or a moving meditation, the process is the same. The outcome of mm-hmm. mindfulness is the same. That's been my experience, but I think people have different experiences in, yeah. in their meditations. Um, the other thing for me, if we look at the body from an energetic point of view and the spine, and in both practices, in yoga and tai chi, you're, you're really working on your, your, your spine, your heaven and earth connection and the spine is between the between heaven and earth mm-hmm. creating you know a gentle gentle traction between between the two points and that's where our nervous system resides so yeah <laughs> and yeah. yeah so the you know the 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 um the spine is the 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 emitter and the re- and the receiver so when you have a clear line you're allowing your body to heal. That's the other thing. You're yes. you're allowing homeostasis to 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 happen in a gentle. Uh, you're creating a gentle space for for that to happen. But you're also mm-hmm. opening yourself up to. I mean, I don't know how deep you want to get into this conversation. <laughs> well, you mentioned it's, it's a tool for self realization, and you know this right. again. This you know as a practice like this evolves, it is working with the subtle energy system in the body. You mm-hmm. know. A lot of stuff gets moved around, physiological, emotional, and then obviously, yeah. you know, into that awareness space, you know. So yeah. tell us about how has it been a tool of self-realization for you? It just, it opened me, it just opens up your, your energy field. So when you're working with energy and coming back to the spine and the nervous system, you're, it, you become more vulnerable. So learning boundaries has has, you have to learn boundaries you just Mm. have to so uh you just become a lot more open receptive and it everything changes and then your your environment changes what you bring in changes what you call in changes and you you have I don't know, manifesting powers. I don't know if that's the right way to yeah well you you flow (laughs) you get you you sync up you know that which you desire yes. becomes something that happens with more ease. It's it's a divinity. You become you become your divine nature essentially. So I became. I'm still becoming. There's no there's no end to it. <laughs> um, so it really helped me alchemize like it alchemized my the lead to gold and and mm. connect to my divine nature, my divine being, and then move move through the world in in that in that space. And I have to bring in astrology for a moment because that brought me to 
to the yes. study of, of the, the cosmos and the stars and, you know, the moving meditation that's happening above us, you know, yes. everything's, everything's in motion Beautiful. <laughs> and understanding, understanding transits and how you're, you're affected by those transits at certain points in time. And so mm-hmm. for, for me, the study of, or the ongoing study of astrology is probably where I've found the most self-compassion and self-understanding and also creating compassion for more compassion for others. Like when you understand everybody is different and going through something at different times in their lives, you just, you have more compassion for, for, for them and for, for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and then purpose, you know, you when you look at your birth chart and you start to understand what certain houses mean, what certain plan, planets mean, and when when they're transiting at, at such times in your life, then you kind of prepare. You, you know how to prepare for, for certain... It's like a weather report. It is. It's exactly <laughs> that. It's exactly that. So I would encourage people to, you know, find a good astrologer and, and because you find peace. It, it brought me a lot of peace to understand certain things that... I think only the cosmos could reveal to me. So that's so beautiful. Thank you. And I, I get it. You know, there the dots, you know, really line up when you start to enter. And I like mm-hmm. the way the language creating a soft space within yourself, you know, deep within yourself. Because what that becomes is you get to know, you know, exactly what is our nature. You get to experience and you know, a different aspect of of what this is all about. Mm-hmm. You, experience <laughs> you, know? your, you experience yourself as a whole. Right. And right. that you're not separate. So for my experience has been, you know, I, I, again, coming back to yoga, yoga didn't reveal to me what Qigong and Tai Chi revealed, not to mm-hmm. say that it couldn't. It's just, it brought me further along. And then it's my Tai Chi and Qigong that brought me to, astrology and studying the cosmos and then yeah so it's it's just accepting accepting things as they come you know and and yeah. uh, surrendering is really important yield tai chi is a lot about yielding and surrendering okay um, there's uh there's an there's an energy there because it's a water energy the water if you if you think of water in itself it's always looking for the lowest point and it's always connected to the ocean mm. so it it flows uninterrupted it's it knows where it's going mm-hmm. it surrenders to the banks that's carrying it through and it just mm-hmm. it, it it flows so it brings you into that state yeah yeah. Yeah. Very similar path for me um, was, you know, when I found Kundalini yoga. So of mm. course, you know, your first, your first and foremost is I remember walking, I, I didn't walk out of my first class. I did walk out of my first and go, what was that? <laughs> what, just <laughs> and what just happened? And I got to get some more of that. Don't know what yeah. it is, but got to get some more of that. Yeah. Um, had no words really for, for that very first experience of that. And you know, over the years, that's really what has happened for me is, and you put it well, which is you connect to, we call it our true self, you know, which is our divine nature, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Our infinite uh, nature. And I think it's fascinating that you are also in the space of looking, you know, to astrology and the cosmos and because they're all they're to me, and I know very little, I, I, I'm fascinated by it. Um, 
it's like a code. It's like decoding nature for me. You know, it's, it's, Mm. it's almost like um, Mm -hmm. it helps decode nature because we are nature, right? We're not Mm -hmm. separate from nature. We are Mm -hmm. made exactly of the same substances that Mm -hmm. are all around us. So when we really look in that, it creates this sort of expansive understanding. And isn't that why kind of why we're all here, really, is just to know more and more and learn more and more about ourselves. So all these different things, whether it's the meridians in the body, which are intimately connected to the practice of Qigong, right? Mm -hmm. Or the cosmos, you know, the planets in the sky and the elements in nature, it's that expansive version of ourselves that becomes so becomes the medicine in my opinion. Absolutely. Know? Because Absolutely. it cuts through so much crap that goes on <laughs> in our head. You know, like it's like, okay, you know, this whole book, don't sweat the small stuff. It's really small stuff. <laughs> right. It's it really is really small stuff. stuff. I mean, when you think about how far the planets actually are, I mean, it's just it's mind blowing. And then you you realize that well, first of all, I'm looking at something here. I have a, a wall, like a vision board, and, and something that I consistently look at is a quote from BKS Iyengar, and it says, it is through your body that you realize that you're a spark of divinity. Mm-hmm. So it's through these, yes. you know, these yogic practices, asana, and through through the, the body that you make your cosmic connections and your divine connections. Mm, well, so, I didn't say it, you know what I mean? No, no, but it's, that's exactly it. That's so, exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. It's and I think discovery. it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a real, it's a technology for sure, you know, yes. because it's a system that we're working with. Um, yeah. And at the same time, I guess, you know, this leads me to the other, another question, which I think you may have already answered, but you know, one of the, if you would share like what was one of the benefits that came of knowing Qigong that you didn't expect at all. That's a great question. Well, one um, one of them is that when well, first of all, my back went out. That's why I started Qigong. I I, I had a miscarriage in two thousand eight, and my mm. yoga practice aggra- aggravated my back mm. to the point mm-hmm. where I was immobile. And uh, the school where I had taken my teacher training for yoga also had a Tai Chi and Qigong program, so I just kind of went into it that way. Wow. And I did, um, yeah, so I developed a Qigong practice. And that's what helped bring my back to normal. Okay. And then when it, because it used to go out every three months, like for yeah. years. And what I realized is that when it did go out, the recovery time was less because I had this Qigong practice that I was developing. And then after some time, it just it just stopped going out. So. Wow. It took time. It took time to do it. And there may have been other ways to 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 go about doing that, but this was the way that I that found yeah. me. So um so the, the recovery time was shorter. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think that if something were knock on wood happened to me again, I think the recovery time would be shorter just because you you have that body awareness. That's right. And you know how to focus and you know how to activate the healing properties of your own body. You get to that that point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of one of the many benefits. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's just so you know to maybe dispel myths that you have to be in tip-top condition to begin the practice of Qigong, you know, or Tai Chi. It's really the other way around. It's, you know, come as you are. Come and as then, you are. 
right? And then learn, you know, yes. you know what, what might be going on and how to help yourself. What's beautiful about this practice and how I've seen it with with many, many students is that it's a practice that will meet you where you are at any given time and moment Love that. and and not necessarily the other way around because it's, yeah, it will, it'll always meet you where you are and it won't, um, yeah, it won't disappoint. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, um, group versus private, um, do you need a teacher? Do you, at what point can you do stuff on your own? Oh, Just- yeah. Good question. Uh, well, there are plenty of beautiful Tai Chi books and I can give you some links to the books in the yes, show yes. notes. Cause I don't yes. have them all in my, in my head right now. Yes. Um, so people will start by reading and then there are books that go through, you know, the, the description of the movements so you can if you're you're, if you're more intellectual that might be the place where you would want to start Mm -hmm. um otherwise uh if you have a local you know ymca or um recreation center usually there's a tai chi class Mm -hmm. or a qigong class is there um perhaps a difference whether we start doing the practices starting with tai chi or qigong uh, what should we do if, you know, let's say just one is available? So sometimes uh, local centers will, I used to teach in, in at the YMCA and um, and recreation centers here. So I, I usually offered both, but even within my Tai Chi classes, I would have a Qigong section oh. and then the Tai Chi section. But that's just my, that's how I that's teach. you. Okay. That's not necessarily mm. what people should expect. Mm-hmm. Um I would say if they're both important and you can start from zero at, at any one. So you don't necessarily have to have done Qigong to really understand Tai Chi and vice versa. Good to know. They're, they're pretty separate. Um, the Qigong, again, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier. It's just, it's mindful breathing, coordinating your, your limbs and movement and just activating the, the, energy body and the energy lines and meridians. So that's, there are deeper practices and you can go pretty far with a Qigong practice. Um, Mm -hmm. But as an introduction, if you're, if they, if your center only has one or the other, just go for whichever one's available, there will be equal benefit. Okay. Um, Good. uh, Does that answer that question? Absolutely. Yeah. That's very helpful. Thank you. Good, good. And are you teaching live in person now? And if not, maybe this is a good time for you to tell us about what you have online and what you've created for uh, online options. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now with COVID, COVID is what brought me to produce the videos that I did. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm still, so that's a good place to start. And with uh, with my programs and courses online, I'm very accessible. So I have a calendar where you can meet me and um, there's always a follow-up. Mm-hmm. to to the courses that are included in the price of the course. Lovely. So Lovely. For, for questions and I, I look at your alignment and I'm yes. I'm really accessible. Ideally, yes, working with a working teacher. with a teacher helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as you experience, you you can have you can have a pretty good experience through the video because everything's kind of like broken down and in small, okay. easy, manageable sections. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the best part. Because sometimes, you know, we all, you know, I've had this perception of, oh my goodness, it looks like such an 
you know, you always get the classic, you see all these people doing Qigong in the park, you know, you've mm-hmm. seen a lot yeah. of stock photography there. You know? I'm one of those people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but they all look like they know what they're doing. You know, it's, they're like, in an, you know, it's this choreography and it's just flowing yeah. like this beautiful dance. Yeah. But I love the way that you remind us that it's actually you know, broken down into really bite-sized pieces and, you know, the people you see, they didn't just, it just didn't start there. Go. Right. Yeah. right. So you don't go to a, you don't, you don't show up at a class and everyone's doing like 20 things. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. So those yeah. are my old uh, dance school days. I, I was a, uh, I was in ballet for a long time. Oh, wow. I, was young. I was very intimidated by, Oh my God, that sequence is so hard. <laughs> you know? so. Yeah, it's just practice. Give, be patient with yourself. We're so hard on ourselves. You know, that that's another gift of this practice. It, it's, mm. it allowed me to be more compassionate. You know, when we heal ourselves, when we really take the time and intention to to create healing for our bodies, for our minds, for our souls, then that extends outward that, you know, in our small little environment. And that's where the overall collective healing happens is like little pockets of healing, right. healing yeah. and compassion. You can be more compassionate when you've gone through through the gauntlet yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and actually, you know, you again, a lot of this coming from, um, I mean, many different wisdom traditions, but I hear a lot of the elements of the da- of Taoism in this, mm-hmm. right, which is, you know, microcosm, macrocosm, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so we, we may think that we're just, you know, working on ourselves and working through our trauma and working with, you know, our unmanaged, you know, kind of wounding and whatnot, but in doing that, that's actually a gift to the collective. That's a gift yes. to the world around yes. us. And yeah. I think that perspective is something, again, that is very empowering. You know? It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to heal. Especially, mm-hmm. I, I don't have children, so it, mm-hmm. I, I don't come from that that angle. But when you do have children, it's definitely your responsibility to heal yourself. Yes. So you can move the generation forward and in a good way. And I'm very hopeful. I, there's a lot of, there is a lot of going on. There's a lot of darkness going on, but I feel that there are a lot of light workers coming up to, to the fore and, and taking a stand and sharing, sharing the work, sharing the, the technologies, opening people's, you know, consciousness, awareness. And yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. No, it's, it's exactly, I think we're living in that a very amazing time where that is actually an acceleration that uh, yeah, that's yeah. unprecedented. People yeah. are, are, you know, I mean, thanks. You know, this is the good of podcasts like this, of online classes, of you know, the, the webinars and platforms. Yeah. Is that it's catching like wildfire, and people are open. People are receiving. They're receiving. Yeah, it. yeah. we're yeah. as a collective. It's it's happening, but. Yeah, the dark is always going to exist. <laughs> well, how would we not? How would we not yeah. if the dark didn't exist, right? Yeah. So, so at least in this body, the the duality will continue to be. Mm-hmm. In our, you know. So, mm-hmm. what is your definition of health and healing? Knowing what you know, knowing what you've gone through in your own personal journey. Great questions, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think a lot of people underestimate the power of creativity as a healing mechanism. Mm. And I also know that a lot of people don't give themselves permission to take the time to be creative because they either think that 
it won't be perfect or it just, they don't have time or whatever it is. I think that's the best starting point for healing is really diving into some kind of creative artistic process mm. and allow it to, to open something else in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of power in, there's a lot of healing power in, in the arts. And that. Yeah. yeah. Discover something artistic and you'll heal. There, there's a lot of healing there. Yeah, My yeah. mechanism was through movement like this, but a lot of people, it can be anything, anything else. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, and I guess what you mean is in contrast to the doing self, right? The thinking, doing, uh, mm-hmm. producing, you know, mm-hmm. kind of uh, gears that really are, we get stuck in that. And the creativity yeah. meaning, it's funny because, you know, when I work with folks, um, we always end up there at some point in in our in our journey together, it's, well, what lights you up? You know, mm-hmm. you know, what did you give up because you thought it wasn't practical, yeah. you know, and how might you be able to invite that back, you know, into yeah. your life? Cause that is such a portal for healing. Exactly. And it shifts your, your energy field again, coming back to, yes. I'm talking about more specifically energy work and then kind of elevating that. But yes. when you shift your, your energy field, your other things you get, you open up, to other other possibilities and and for other things to come into you without even not even manifesting just allowing something new to to flow in because you've opened you've opened the doors to something else within yourself right right i love that thank you so much well what is the number one thing that you hope um you know our listeners will take away from learning about qigong to to try it even if you do it once you'll something will you'll take something away and um, and then maybe there's something else that gets ignited that will take you in a different direction or maybe it's a practice that you want to continue and evolve but to you know take a minute to to try it movement is so important in your in your healing in yes. your healing journey and your mental health, your physical health. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, it's so important. So get a little bit of movement. Um, and where can we find you so we can get a taste of what yeah. you're offering these days? So the courses reside on, um, you can go to taichiwellness.online. So T-A-I-C-H-I wellness.online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can go directly. There are courses there. I'm still building new courses. So um, once you're signed up as a student, then you'll get um, you'll get notices of that. And then for your audience today, for everybody listening, I, there's a there's a short sequence, a short uh, Qigong sequence for grounding, and it yeah. has the tapping as well. I don't know if you like oh that. wonderful yeah. yeah. So. Um, which is beautiful if you just do the tapping, honestly. <laughs> oh, what a gift. This is wonderful. Yeah. Again, I love so, how all these modalities can complement each other, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, you they can go to the, the site and then if they use the VIP code SOULQI, S-O-U-L-Q-I, mm-hmm. they can have uh, 100% access to that little course. Oh, I can't wait started. to share that. <laughs> Yay. Okay. I will definitely put all of that in the show notes. And this yeah. has been amazing. So thank you so much, Rubia, for uh, being the light in the world that you are. And um, 
Yeah. As are you. As are you. Your, your work is just as important because you're allowing me to share mine. So yeah, we're all in it together. So thank you for for the opportunity. Your beautiful soul, and you guys can't see her smile, but she has a beautiful smile. <laughs> Light up the room, oh, and just a really you. beautiful aura. So no, thank you. Bye bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>